0: Hi, welcome to the Nonprofit Mastermind Podcast, where every week I do a deep dive into the strategies and mindset behind launching, scaling, and leading a high-impact nonprofit. I'm your host, Rick Ritchie Babbage. Working to make the world a more just and beautiful place is messy, complex, heart-wrenching, and ultimately deeply joyful and fulfilling work. And none of us can do it alone. That's why I started this podcast. This mastermind community to hold space for and share the learnings and the questions and the grapplings and the actual concrete strategies that allow us to move our social impact work forward together. So welcome to the mastermind. I'm so glad you're here. Hi, so this is the third and final episode in my New Year's series on intentions You should set to guide you through 2023. I want to start with a little recap of the difference between an intention and a goal because I think it's really important. I'm a huge goal person. There's been a lot of really interesting posts and content recently on LinkedIn, which is the platform that I love, my sort of social media platform go to. Really great conversation in the of community of social impact people around goal setting and setting goals versus committing you know committing to outcomes versus committing to processes and i love that conversation because i actually think the distinction matters so i love setting goals um i think they are important for me as a way of clarifying what i'm trying to accomplish right the outcomes that i want to achieve But I actually think the way that I navigate setting goals and then not feeling crappy about reality hitting and those goals sometimes shifting, right, or morphing or nuance being added to those goals, really staying away from the goals becoming a cage, particularly because I am someone who... I'm very creative and I have lots of ideas and so the goals really can't sort of cage me in. The way I avoid that is actually by setting intentions, by committing to how I want to work towards achieving the goal. So the goals are my lighthouse, but the intentions are my path to that lighthouse, sort of how, what processes I want to use. And so that's why I wanted to start this year with this mini series on organizational intentions to set, right? A lot of you spent November and December and maybe a little bit of January setting goals for your organization with your team and your board, and that's fantastic, and identifying the core strategies you're going to use. And so I wanted to add a layer for you to think about as you are navigating your way to those goals you operationalize an intention or a commitment to a process, a way of being by asking questions. Questions like, what would it look like to work towards this goal if I centered X or Y or Z? Right? So it's a way of being mindful and intentional about the processes and the ways of moving through the world as an organization or as, an elite, as a leader that are important to you. Now the first two intentions that I talked about in the series were adopting a network expansion orientation and asking yourself, what would it look like to carry out our programs, to run our operations, if we applied a lens of network expansion? Where can we better structure and leverage the people in our existing network to increase our capacity Where can we explore new people, new partnerships to bring into our network to expand and build on our organizational capacity and footprint, right? So asking that question about network expansion. The second we talked about was leverage. How can you carry out your work in a way that allows you to spend your time on high leverage activities, activities that most directly drive revenue and impact? and I talked about activities like relationship building, network expansion, thought leadership, and strategic visioning and planning. Today I'm gonna talk about two final intentions. The first is let form follow function. And the second, and I'll talk about both of these, and the second is start with your mindset first. So let form follow function, what do I mean by this? So way too often, I find myself in conversations about boards and staff, especially with leaders who are stressed because they can't figure out how to make their board work the right way. And, and I put the right way in quotes. You can't see me, but I have air quotes. Or they've been told to hire a director of development, for example, if they want to have any hope of fundraising, but they can't figure out how to afford it or what they'll actually do do with the other critical work that won't be covered because they're hiring this director of development before their ops person, for example, right? These are examples of putting form before function, of getting super caught up in the way that something like your board or your org chart is supposed to be structured rather than asking, what do we need to accomplish here? What is the function of this team? What is the function of this role? And then building the right structure in service of that end goal, in service of that function. Now, as you make your way through the year, this intention is sort of like air. Let it breathe into everything you do. Always ask yourself, am I starting with some preconceived idea of what this is supposed to look like, of what this program design process is supposed to look like, of what this board is supposed to look like, of what my leadership or my team are supposed to look like? Or am I starting with this question? Why do we have this board? Right? Why is why does this organization have this board, this group of people? What do we want this constellation of stakeholders to do in service of our mission? What is their purpose? Okay, now that that's clear, what does that mean in terms of what the structure should look like? Do we even need committees? Not if that way of working together doesn't serve our end goal, right? Doesn't serve the function of this group. Do we even need to call this a board? I had a great conversation with a leader in my accelerator program where she talked about shifting the entire way that they talk about their board from a board to a governance team. And that that language, that messaging, who is coming onto the board from their community, that the function of that group is to help them be in a co-governance relationship that feels accountable to the communities that they are rooted in and serve. That's the function of <clears throat> that governance body. And so the structure had to reflect that, right? They, the committees that they have the way that they think about board leadership, et cetera. Do we need a communications person on our team? This is a big one. People come to me and they're like, I've been told I need to hire a communications person. We need somebody to like own communications. Well, not if your strategic goals for the next year are about say, community building or policy advocacy, maybe your next hire needs to be a community manager. Or an advocacy coordinator or legislative research person. Even if you don't know a single other organization that would structure its org chart the way you're thinking of structuring yours, that's okay. Maybe what's best for your organization looks different than what's best for any other organization. Always start with function first. Now, boards are where this most frequently comes up for the folks that I talk to. I have great conversation about this board, this idea of sort of board structure in an episode about liberatory governance that I did last summer. And I will include the link to that liberatory governance episode in the show notes. It is a fantastic, actually one of my most frequently downloaded episodes. It's a great conversation about how to think about what we really care about, what the purpose is of a board, and then how do you think about structure in a way that follows that. So definitely check out that episode. I've also created a great free cheat sheet for you that highlights some of the key metrics that underscore everything for your board. This question about sort of what is a good board isn't about structure right? It's about how your board works together. How do you know your board is functioning in a healthy way? So I've pulled together the sort of key metrics or key questions to ask yourself about a high-functioning board into a cheat sheet, and you can download that at richiebabbagecom backslash board. So the last intention that I want to highlight is actually a quick one, and it's why I'm folding it into this episode instead of doing an episode separately for this. It's a quick one, but it's a biggie, and it actually has to do with all of the ones that I've talked about. Mindset matters. Right? That's the that's the that's the headline. The mindset that we bring into our leadership as we head into this year, as we head into this week or day, our mindset will determine the effectiveness of our strategies of our growth of our decisions it lays the foundation for everything else that we do i have become a student of mindset over the last five years i have learned so much about the power of our minds both having a coach myself to reflect back where my narratives are turning into gremlins where i have blind spots and also being a coach and working with leaders to excavate the beliefs and the fears and the ways of thinking about things that are either fueling their growth and their movement towards the vision that they have for their organization or getting in the way in ways that they aren't always aware of and it almost always starts with mindset how expansive we are in our thinking, who we choose to bring into conversations with us about our vision and our plans, how open we are in those conversations as opposed to fearful of being vulnerable, how we talk about our organization, about our vision, about our plans, even how we set up the infrastructure for things like fundraising and hiring, These all stem from the narratives that we have, the words we're saying to ourselves, the beliefs that we have about growth, about leadership, about money. It's all mindset. And we can pay lip service to the mindset piece. We listen to a podcast or we talk about how mindset is really important. But we don't always acknowledge just how crucial it is to actually grapple with our mindset to be as intentional about our mindset and the mindset work around thinking about our assumptions, thinking about our beliefs, thinking about our insecurities and our thought traps, how important it is to be as intentional about that mindset work as we are about our strategic planning work or our fundraising work or our board engagement work. Now, I call these mindset gremlins, right, the things, the the mindset pieces and traps that get in our way. And they lurk, and they're real, right? They show up as playing small with our budget, as not taking risks in partnerships and hiring. They show up in filling our calendars with low leverage activities like writing newsletters and posting on social media. If you are the ED, Hint, hint, these are low leverage activities, important, but not things you should be doing. They show up as procrastinating or procrastinating, not delegating to our team, right? Not letting go of old habits and practices and pushing through whatever our growth edge is so that we can grow because our current habits and ways of doing things are familiar, right? And the new is scary. But here's the thing about mindset. We can't achieve the incredible impact that we know our organizations are capable of if we don't engage with our mindset gremlins. So my last recommended intention for 2023 is to be as intentional about your mindset work as you are about your fundraising, your leadership, your board engagement, your network expansion, all of the aspects of running your organization. So that's the end of this series. I hope this little series was informative and open your eyes to some of the anchoring questions that you can ask yourself as you work hard to achieve the goals that you've set for the year. As a brief recap, the questions that I recommend are what would this work and capacity for this work look like if we adopted a network expansion orientation? How can I best leverage my time as I approach this activity? Am I honoring the purpose and function of this group or team or activity? Or am I letting form dictate function? And finally, are there any mindset gremlins getting in my way here? What is the mindset work for me to do? What do I have to let go of if I want to continue to grow? Now I'll include the links to the podcast conversation about liberatory governance that I mentioned and to the free board download in the show notes. I hope you have a great week, and I will see you back here next week for more Mastermind. Thank you for joining me for this week's episode of the Nonprofit Mastermind Podcast. If you liked this podcast, I would also love for you to subscribe on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. And if you think that what we talk about here could benefit another leader in your life, please share with your friends. Finally, if you'd like more leadership in your life, you can sign up for my weekly five-minute read Leadership Forward 321 newsletter. I send articles, resources, and inspiration every week curated around a leadership theme to help you lead your nonprofit better. You can sign up at richiebabbage.com backslash leadershipforward321. That's it for this week. Thank you for joining me, and I'll see you back here next week for more Mastermind.